today we're going to talk Valentine's Day woes. For some, it's a reminder of heartbreak, singledom, maybe even like a missed connection. So how can we help Houstonians get through this super cheesy and kind of meh holiday, in my opinion, especially if they don't have a romantic partner? It all begins with self-care and self-love. Here to talk with me more about that today is Maliha Khan. She's a licensed therapist in our city who runs an Instagram page called Mental Health with Maliha. It aims to help people manage and better their overall mental health. It's Monday, February 6th, 2023. I'm Dina Kispe, and here's what Houston's talking about today. Maliha, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I want to first kick us off by having you explain the nature of your work. So I'm a licensed therapist and I see clients who are experiencing anxiety, depression, trauma, personality disorders. Um, And that's kind of you know, a big, big picture of what I do. Um, I have my private practice and then I also work at a um, clinic called the Menninger Clinic. That's amazing. I've been such a huge fan of your Instagram page, Mental Health with Maliha. I've just learned so much like as a person myself, like an individual, just like trying to figure out and navigate the world of mental health and, you know, staying on top of your mental health is such a challenge. It's no secret. Valentine's Day is coming up. And I wanted to hear kind of like, what advice do you have on how someone who feels this like immense pressure of this holiday, Mm -hmm. what should they do? And why do you think that there is this pressure? Yeah, so I I think, you know, you you said it uh, so on, it was so on point what you said. Um, There is a lot of pressure to celebrate Valentine's Day in a very specific way, which is, you know, uh, with a romantic partner. And I think it's because we see all of these rom-coms taking over TV mm. when it's this time of the year or, yes. you know, radios are advertising um, how to have everlasting love. Shops are overflowing with red and pink merchandise. And then our social media is being bombarded with, you know, what gifts you can get for him and her. Mm. And the the idea is that we have to celebrate Valentine's Day with a romantic partner and it has to be celebrated doing extravagant things. Yeah. Yeah, which is insane yeah. because it's like, imagine if you are, you know, single, mm-hmm. don't have anybody, don't have even any prospects whatsoever, mm-hmm. and you walk into a store and you're just kind of like reminded that you're alone. Totally. totally. Yeah, it's everywhere. It's hard to escape. You know, yeah. you can't can't close your eyes to what's going on. It's, <laughs> it's really hard to do that, honestly. Yeah. I think even for couples, it's it's like there's this expectation that we have to turn into Cupid almost overnight. And Mm -hmm. somehow we have to read other people's minds and then guess what they would want and then go and purchase that item and spend like, you know, um, lots of money on it. And then for those who might be single or even people who are um, experiencing a breakup or maybe Mm -hmm. they lost their loved one um, Mm -hmm. or someone who has experienced a traumatic relationship. um, And then just for people who may wish to have someone to celebrate with. Um, on Valentine's Day, it can be really hard and it can be very upsetting for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why do you think Valentine's Day can be so triggering for some people? 
So I think, you know, there with all those expectations that we have, you know, like I listed before that you know, the messages that we're receiving constantly, uh, the reminders that we have, you can't really escape it. And so it really feels like we have to become this person or have a person in our lives and celebrate in a certain way. And I think that just creates so many unclear and, and also unrealistic expectations, which are very hard to live up to. And, and that just for people, I, I mean, that's just a recipe for heartache and disappointment, I think. What do you think people can do to not feel so triggered around this day? So I think we use the word triggered quite often in today's culture. Nowadays, it's used to describe minor annoyances or, you know, saying that we feel upset or maybe shocked mm -hmm. by something that someone had said to us or maybe um, an Instagram post that we came across. Whereas in a clinical setting, in a therapy office, the word trigger would mean, to, you know, it would describe something which causes us to feel extreme overwhelm or emotional distress. And it mm -hmm. often um, results in us dissociating or not being present where we are. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's quite different. The two, the two definitions or the way that they're used, it's the same word. Triggered is the same word, but the way that they're used is quite different. Um, and, you know, we see in clinical settings, we see people be triggered um, when they're ex experiencing anxiety or let's say post-traumatic stress disorder or mm. obsessive compulsive disorder or depression. So you have this overuse of the word trigger. And at the same time, society puts a lot of pressure on us to not feel any pain or sadness. Mm. So I don't know if the objective is to not be triggered. I do think that there are ways that we can manage our emotions when we do feel overwhelmed. Um, and as a therapist, I don't believe that emotions are necessarily positive or negative, rather they're signs to let us know that something is going on within us. And when we listen to those signs, we're able to identify our needs. So for example, let's say someone's feeling lonely on Valentine's Day. If this person identifies that they're feeling lonely, then they can use that as information to address that loneliness. Mm. So they could plan, you know, a group hangout or Maybe they could see a family member that day. Um, loneliness on Valentine's Day doesn't always have to be fulfilled through a romantic encounter. So I, I do think it's important to use our emotions as, as signs uh, to really listen to our bodies and our minds so that we can fulfill our needs in a healthy way. So in your professional experience, what would you say are some things a person can do that can make celebrating Valentine's Day not be so daunting? It could be something enjoyable. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So when it comes to Valentine's Day, something that really you know stood out to me was um, this idea, which is quite popular in, in a therapist's office. What we talk about in, in practice is the idea of five love languages. And these are usually talked about in the context of a, a romantic relationship. So five love languages were created by uh, Dr. Gary Chapman, and they really represent how we like to give and receive love to others and, you know, experience it ourselves. So I'll kind of go over what each of those are and give examples for them. And then I think there's ways to practice that for ourselves. Um, we can apply those uh, even if we're single or if we're in a difficult 
time in our relationship, we're not able to celebrate Valentine's Day with a romantic partner. So the very first one is words of affirmation. So this is when we like to hear kind or loving words from other people. And then we have quality time, which is um, having undivided attention from our loved ones when we're spending time with them. Acts of service is another one. That's having our loved ones do something to make our life easier. So that could be making our favorite meal or, you know, offering to pick up groceries. Uh, Then we have gifts. It's not really about getting an extravagant gift. It's more so about knowing that someone really took the time to pick out something specifically for us because it was meaningful. And then the last one is physical touch. And this is when we feel loved through um, physical signs of affection, like hugging, kissing, getting massages or having sex. Um, And it doesn't really have to be sexual at all. It's just, you know, having a physical touch really makes us feel cared for. That's and that's when, you know, we have that type of love language. So you can actually visit the five love languages website and take a short quiz to figure out which love language speaks out to you the most. And I think a lot of us do value certain aspects of these love languages, but uh, there's certain ones that really stand out to us. So it may be that we appreciate gifts, but we words of affirmation, hearing someone tell mm. us that they love us or how much they care about us, that just really moves mountains for us. Mm. I love that. And I was, I was going to ask you, like, if someone doesn't know what their five love languages are, this test will essentially tell them what it is. Yeah. And it'll it'll really categorize them for you and say, OK, well, th- these are the reasons why you, um, you know, like to have words of affirmation or maybe quality time more. And it'll say, you know, your top few. So it won't be that you just have, uh, you know, acts of service as your number one. It'll tell you the different ones that um, that stand out for you the most. I love that. I'm totally going to take that test. <laughs> it's, it's very, it's so very cool. helpful to know. Um, it's helpful to know it, whether or not we're in a romantic relationship, honestly, because I do think like you were asking, you know, what can someone do in this scenario? We can use that concept to apply to our lives, even if we're single or having difficulty in our relationship. And that's causing us to be in a sticky situation on Valentine's Day. So let's say your love language is words of affirmation. Um, you know, you can practice this by journaling things about yourself that you're really grateful for, or maybe mm-hmm. practice talking to yourself as if you were talking to a best friend. Something that I see in my practice is that my clients are often kinder to other people than they are to themselves. So when we're mm-hmm. able to, you know, speak nicely to ourselves, it really makes a huge difference in how we feel, not only about ourselves, but in general, it really impacts our mood. Let's say you, it's quality time for you. Um, you know, you can schedule time for yourself so you can do something that is uh, enjoyable for you or something that's relaxing um, with acts of service. You can maybe prep your favorite dessert or uh, spend time organizing a room that you've been meaning to. Um, you can with gifts, you can give yourself, uh, you know, tickets to a comedy show. You can go with a friend, not necessarily a romantic partner. Um, and then with physical touch, you can go exercise or maybe take a warm bubble bath or um, get a massage. So there's ways for us to really fill our own needs. You know, when we're mindful of what's going on within our bodies and our minds, then it's it can be really helpful for us to fill our own needs in a healthy way. Mm, that was so beautifully said. I mean, I was because I was going to ask, like, what are the self-care tips that people can do? And you named so many. <laughs> 
There's and I love that. Yeah, there's quite a few and we can, uh, you can really tailor it to yourself and make it more meaningful. So it's not self-care that, okay, well, my ideal self-care is, you know, going for a walk or maybe uh, putting on a face mask but really spending time identifying ways that I like to receive love and how can I give myself that love that I'm seeking. I love that. I love that. So what would you suggest to listeners as alternatives to like the typical date night at a restaurant or something like that? You know, where could people go that doesn't necessarily make them feel like they have to have a plus one? So specifically, there are different things around Houston uh, that we can do that are not related to Valentine's Day. So you can, you know, go to a yoga class at one of the many Black Swan yoga studios. You can uh, take a painting class at Painting with a Twist. You can even volunteer at the Houston Food Bank. Doing that on a Valentine's Mm -hmm. Day, you get to have a positive impact in someone else's life. And also feel good about what you're doing and how you're spending that day. So those are just a few examples of things that you can do. And there you can also just go for a walk with a friend if you like, or spend your day outside. Hopefully the weather's nice that day. We don't really know with Houston's weather. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) exactly. If the weather's nice, you can definitely, definitely spend your day outside and, you know, do something that you enjoy. It doesn't always have to be in theme for Valentine's Day. And, you know, that's why I'm so glad that that narrative of what valentine's day means is actually shifting Mm, yeah i definitely agree i love that maliha thank you so much for coming on the show and talking with us today of course i'm so happy i'm really glad that you had me here you just heard maliha khan she's a local therapist behind the page mental health with maliha we'll have a link to that in our show notes now let's hit up carly what else is going on in houston today hey dina So Houston oil and gas industry is huge. We all know that. But what I think we don't realize is how severe the pollution that comes from it is. A new report from the Environmental Integrity Project revealed that six Houston area refineries have been dumping over 55 million gallons of water waste with chemicals that I don't even know how to pronounce into our local waterways. What's even crazier is that this has been happening with no regulation from the Environmental Protection Agency. But this isn't abnormal since the agency never set limits for the discharge of many of the chemicals that are being released, even though they are indeed harmful. That's all I got for y'all today on CityCast Houston. Coming in hot this week, it's going to be date night ideas for your girlfriends, for you and your lover, and maybe even for you and your kids. So tune in because I promise you, you don't want to miss a beat. Catch y'all tomorrow. Bye! I got so much saliva in my mouth. Probably should have ate an apple or a spoon of peanut butter or something. <laughs>